0: How about this for a new intro? I think it's Fatboy Slim. Like a Fatboy Slim song that somehow I missed over the years. And when I was into, um, I was a dance music fan growing up. But it it took me a while to do Fatboy Slim and Moby because it wasn't like traditional dance stuff that I liked. But here we are. And this really gets going, but I can't play all... 90 seconds of it. Hi, welcome to today's podcast. People died. A local woman and a local woman who was pregnant um, lost her life. I think many people died well east of here. Um, And I have uh, a hard opinion about it. Not blaming those people specifically, but maybe some of the people that caused these tragedies. Uh, and there's bl- a lot of blame to go around. Also, it's uh, my anxiety is like when I strain something, and I'm I'm actually thinking of going back on. Some, I've had a lot of these strains lately, um, and they've lingered. And there's there's been more than I I I would expect to have. So I'm thinking of going back on Cymbalta. I think there might be some underlying, almost like. Surface level undetectable anxiety that's causing these strains, as my friend said. The cortisol. I always just said my body is burning itself up, but I might need the cymbalta to push back against this. My anxiety is, oh, I strain this. When is it gonna get better? I my impatience. A lot of hypochondriac anxiety. It's rare when I have a pit in my stomach and like I have to exercise some courage to get up to the plate rather than just wait something out that happened this morning I'll tell you about that as I went against my personal belief and people don't do this much anymore now they just shove the goddamn camera in your face but where people would take like stealthy pictures they'd hold the phone over their shoulder and get a picture like I hated that I know somebody might be doing something a little odd but don't I hated that Uh, I did that today but I, I didn't post it. I sent it to a friend. First things first. Um, I promised yesterday. Uh, we talk about two things. Jack Ryan was really good. Um, I went when I never watched The Office, and when there were rumors that John Krasinski wanted to fall into action shows, and I didn't see what was the Benghazi movie. Twelve hours. Sure, he was very good in that. I think that movie was very well done. I didn't buy that. The guy from The Office, the goofy guy from The Office, the guy next door from The Office, is going to be Action Star. And uh, the set, I, I like the first season of Jack Ryan. The second season was really good. And I blew through the third season the other day. Extremely good. Um, very tout. Um, there is a lot going on with spies and CIA and, and Russia and all this stuff, and it can be a little hard to keep up with. Um, but if you're paying attention, it is, it is, it is tout. It's fast-paced. There isn't even necessarily a lot of action. Very well done. He's my Jack Ryan. I didn't watch the Chris Pine one. I never saw the Harrison Ford ones. Avatar has, as expected, made tens of millions, records, all that stuff. I even asked the other day if anybody had seen it. People loved it, as I expected. It's a beautiful movie. And you know what? Nobody has ever got... Like, James Cameron, probably because he doesn't stick himself in pop culture which is the point of this point. Uh, Nobody comes after him, but wasn't that the first Avatar just like Pocahontas? And Titanic was not an original story. Um, Maybe there's some issues with Way of the Water, but I I know he's not there for plots per se. Uh, It's about the beauty of these movies as he is a brilliant um, and talented auteur of a director. So maybe the fact that he mostly keeps himself out of social and places like that is why, for as great as this movie is, as much as people have loved it, cried at it, nobody's talking about it. And I'm not saying, I'm conceding. It's a wonderful movie. You can't deny how much money it's made. It's just odd and bizarre in these days, in these times, for something to make so much money, to touch so many people, yet nobody wants to talk about it. I'm trying to think of something else, like if this movie is so big, and I don't know if it's the same audience it's targeting, but it is nothing like the weeks-long discussion or giving us running up that hill of Stranger Things or another streaming show um somebody had said there's not as many of them as Marvel movies I know but it it, it is as big as the biggest Marvel movies and nobody's talking about it there are no gifts there are no memes the other thing uh it was odd there was a walleye game last night but I figured uh I you know they'll take a midweek game when a lot of people are off not everybody but a lot of people still cold maybe some people are struggling uh debit cards are damaged like mine is. And 8,000 people showed up, which once again confirms my belief We are an NHL-level hockey town when it comes to support and enthusiasm and energy Uh, The other things, the the pit first and then why I didn't go home, which might be obvious So this morning I'm at my Panera on airport And I hear someone say Jerry Anderson I used to talk to Jerry all the time I know he's had some health issues. He retired. Haven't spoken to him in a while. Jerry Anderson's name just doesn't come up. So I look around. I'm like, that's Randy Ostra. Who? uh, The former CEO of Prometica. I took a picture and sent it to my friend who used to work closely with Randy and spoke highly of him. So I was like, I want to talk to him. I have things to say. I introduced myself five years ago. When I saw Randy do an impact and inspire presentation at the Glass Pavilion about visions for Toledo, he had no fucking idea who I was. And I didn't care. I had just gotten let go from iHeart. And I said, sir, I used to work at iHeart. I don't anymore. I'm staying here. I want to stay here and make this my home because of the visions that people like you have for Toledo. He did his gracious thing, and I moved on. Um, And over the years, I've watched him do these things. Um, and hate Prometica because they improperly bill you, you can't get an appointment, whatever else. And I said this when they first planned to come downtown without Prometica being on the waterfront, revitalizing or rebuilding the steam plant, little to nothing around that little sphere happens. Maybe you get another big restaurant or a business, but nothing that moved its headquarters there and brought all those people downtown and was indisputably the catalyst for at least 90% of all the growth in downtown Toledo. That's part of his vision. Uh, And I thanked him for that. So I did just that. Um, He is no longer there. Prometica has fallen on some challenging financial times. Um, obviously people in the medical field, uh, earned and deserved pay raises. So that was a, a big thing. Nobody was expecting because of COVID and also HCR Manor Care, uh, what they acquired before COVID older people. And that cost a lot of money as well. So Prometica's has fallen on hard financial times. I don't know how those concerts will be this year, but we're not even talking about that. Or like this morning, I had a discussion about, um, with my friend Lexi about pride and, how it will function this year in and around Promenade Park. We're not talking about that if Randy and his vision at ProMedica doesn't move everything downtown. Hate them all you want. Um, Be irate that you can't get somebody on the phone to talk about a bill. But if you enjoy going to these concerts downtown, they don't happen without ProMedica. So I thanked him again for his vision And I I wished him well in everything that he does. And I said, uh, if there's anything I can do for you with my cumulus connections, I am happy to help you. He will probably never remember me and never take me up on that because he is uh, way in another universe from where I reside. And I mean that as far as like socially and professionally. What was he doing at Panera? My my cheap coffee's there. So, um, but yeah, I had a pit in my stomach. I, I had to shut my brain off, and just stand up, throw my coffee cup away, and say, Mr. Ostra, I am terribly sorry for interrupting you, which I did. So sometimes just do it. And uh, another cognitive behavioral therapy tip that I had used, I learned 15, 16, 17 years ago to get over things like that, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, Mr. Ostra, I am terribly sorry for interrupting you, but I'm in a meeting right now. Thank you, but another time. Woo, okay. That didn't happen. Very rarely the worst your brain can tell you will ever happen. The worst did happen last week. I did not go home and my time off was quite stressful. The Friday before, uh, two weeks from this, two weeks ago from this Friday, called my dad and said there's a storm coming and it looks big. I did my normal Friday night. Thing. I wasn't going to be able to leave Sunday to get home and then get back. I could have done Sunday to Wednesday. Instead, I wanted to watch it um, and said, Dad, at, at best I'll bookend it. It's going to be Thursday and Friday. I'll drive out Wednesday, come back Sunday at the latest Monday. And if I miss work, so be it. To a major catastrophic storm with Arctic temperatures across the country and something, Buffalo, who saw a terrible storm not that long ago, saw another once-in-a-century storm. Um, so, Tuesday happened, and, you know, I hate the riot as it is, um, and, I, and I didn't want to mess with the weather at all, and I was just really stressed out about it. So I just told my dad, look, I know you, I don't want to hold you up from plans. And the decider, the deciding point was I can't take the risk of Wednesday if it starts early or Sunday or Monday, even if the roads are well tended to, somebody, not me, has a misstep on still slightly treacherous roads and I'm stuck on the turnpike for eight, for 10 hours with two dogs. I, I can't do that. And that's not even the worst that could happen. The worst did happen to those people Thursday, I think. So I, I bagged it. And then the second half of my time off was demoralizing and stressful because I couldn't get the dogs outside because it was so cold. So not a great time off. I did see, and you're aware of uh, the catastrophe in the Turnpike, the local mom with the unborn child who died. Uh, I think 50 or so people died in Buffalo from that once in a lifetime storm Uh, you've seen all the Southwest stuff I'll start there with my criticism like you got the airlines don't function real well they're not real consumer friendly as is right and I know I would love to travel but I know I don't have the patience to fly to Maldives or even to LA or Hawaii or Florida Florida I could do But at the busiest travel time of the year, the holidays, and with the storm that's going to engulf the country, you're going to get mad because the airlines have let you down? I think that's a lot on you. Like, you might lose a couple grand to take the family. Is that worth being stuck in an airport and maybe losing your belongings? Next, that's the light part of it. Next, I saw a reporter, I think, tweet Friday or Saturday that... The high winds, big truck travel ban um, was not enforced on the turnpike and that was part of the problem for that major accident. How are you going to enforce that? I mean, the easy way is to, I guess, do it from drones or cameras and whatnot and find people after the fact. You're not going to have state troopers out there pulling people over in that in that terrible weather, for sure, that'll make things worse. Um, remember during... Covid and even now, like people just wanted to be able to handle their own business, and this is why we have to tell you to stay the fuck home. We let people handle their business, and granted, there is employment pressure here, pr- pressure here, which we'll I'll come back to in a second. Um, we let people handle their business, and some of those trucks got on the roads and caused a lot of danger. So what do we do? We we we're really rigid, like I would be, like draconian. Or we trust people to act responsibly. And unfortunately, it winds up being a mix of both. And when it does, um, when, when the bad, when the poor decisions are in play, bad things happen. So I read that Buffalo was not prepared for what, what hit them with this storm. And apparently this is different. When Buffalo gets hit, it's like the smaller rural places, never actually the city proper. But the big thing, the big talking point I think there were like 50 deaths, people stuck in cars for hours, was whatever morning it was, Thursday, Friday morning, people are upset the county, I think Erie County, didn't enact the travel ban sooner. I think the officials said we wanted people from the third shift to get home. Um, and I know that people get on certain people, me, for victim blaming. But sometimes, this is, not, this, is not a, this is not a rape. This is not someone dressing in a certain way. And you know where that, that, that comparison goes. Sometimes victims deserve blame for making poor decisions. Uh, we knew this storm was coming. I'm also very aware, um, something we heard also during COVID, uh, people wanted the travel ban in Buffalo enacted so that they didn't have to go to work which would keep them stranded there and perhaps much worse. Well, if you hate your employer so much for making you come in in those conditions and you needing a state or city official to tell you to stay home, you can't go on the roads to keep you from going to work, maybe that's not a place you should be working. So you lose your pay. For a lot of people, if you don't go in, you don't get paid anyway. You lose your job. What would be so awful about Losing a job, working for a place that would make you come in during that type of weather. Um, We learned that, you know, during COVID as well. People had to go in to get paid. This was, in some ways, equally as life-threatening, if not more so. But we had more perspective now, because now the the people that were irate that may have been forced to go to work and were concerned about their jobs seem to have forgotten All the employee empowerment, the interest in unions, talking back to bosses, getting raises. And more so, still the litany of now hiring signs, which you should have thought of before maybe trekking out to go to this place with the employer that you hate. Um, I do have sympathy for the lives that were lost, um, some for the mistakes of others, not their own. I'm sure that doesn't get me a lot of goodwill from some people though. Um, To tie this up, you always have to make the best decision for you. If you don't take care of you, um, you can't take care of others. And this means when it comes to people you love. If you put them before yourself in some cases, you'll slip up. And then you won't be able to help them. You are always the top priority. One last thing. I enjoy the site Mashable. A lot of cool tech stories. And uh, I should get the graphic up because I posted it on social and I want to be accurate about it. Did I delete it already? Give me just a second here. Um, I think it was because of like, the, the movie The Whale with Brendan Fraser recently. How, how fat people were portrayed on screen in 2022. Spoiler alert, it wasn't great. I didn't read the story. I didn't need to. Um, That seems hypocritical, because I'm sure the story is very critical. It's very critical of how larger people were portrayed in very demeaning and derogatory and ways they've been treated for a very, very long time. Yet, you're going to use the F word? And I say that because I have removed that from my vocabulary, Um, I don't know what word I use. Maybe sometimes it's overweight. Maybe it's bigger, larger. And I'll never forget, it was at least six years ago, maybe seven, where I asked my friend Brittany Gibbons, who used to come in on the old morning show, who wrote a book, Fat Girl Talking, and is a completely different human now. I asked her, do you think in time the word fat will be a slur? Her and I think a lot alike. We're wired very much the same. She said, "I don't, I don't think so." But that was a long time ago, and I'm not so sure that that f word isn't a slur. I'm sure some people take it that way. I don't know anybody who wants to be called that word. What would you prefer to be called? Maybe nothing at all. I mean, we all have adjectives to describe us. Some far more derogatory and demeaning than others. What would be an appropriate adjective? I ask people who have thought of this, people who are bigger. And I can somewhat sympathize because I am always concerned about my weight, regardless of what you say about my weight. And when I was younger, I was... What's the word they used? The C word, not chubby, not portly. I forget what it was. Thanks for being here today. Not sure about the rest of the week. Uh, I'm on WRQN this week as well, and we're wrapping up and not a lot of people are listening. So thank you for being here.